Welcome to the Bleeding Cincy Red Podcast, Best Case, Worst Case Scenario Edition, where we focus on one player each episode during spring training and discuss what they've done for us in the past and what they will mean to this 2018 World Championship team. Who do we have today, Robert? In this episode, we're going to look at Homer Bailey. Go Reds! So Homer Bailey, he's uh, you know one of those pitchers that you can rely on to be on the disabled list. <laughs> um, oh man, that's so true. <laughs> now Homer is actually he's he's one of the more interesting figures on the 2018 Reds, I think. You know because you know on one one hand. You really don't expect anything out of them except, uh, you know, to get paid a lot of money. But then on the other hand, I think there, you know, he, he did show enough last year where you can still see there's potential there. And I completely the agree. question is whether that potential actually happens or not. You know, it gets achieved. Yeah. Do you remember back when uh, our starting rotation included Cueto, Latos, and Bailey, and those were like that three-headed horse to start it off and run into the playoffs. And I remember when the Reds were trying to decide who to sign long-term, and they started balancing out a lot of things and, you know, age and, and really who they thought they could sign. And part of you thought, you know, in retrospect, you look back and part of you is like, oh, man, like Cueto was the guy. You know, you, you wish you could have gotten him. And then, but at the same time, you look and you say, thank God we didn't sign Matt Latos, you know. He, he was worse than Homer Bailey. At least Homer Bailey's are based on injury. Matt Latos was actually pitching and being awful, which is terrible too. So, um, I, you know, for me with Homer, uh, I, I am excited to get him back. I think that uh, this is going to be the rebound year. I think last year was just getting his feet wet, getting some practice in. And I, I believe after missing nearly all of 2015 – nearly all of 2016 and half of 2017, I think he has something to prove. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's definitely that potential there. I mean, you know, if you, you know, turn back time a little bit, uh, you know, when Bailey, uh, what got him to the contract and, uh, you know, got him there. So, you know, in 2012 and 2013, he uh, went over 200 innings each of those seasons uh, and in 2014 was on his way before he got injured and, um, you know, it was a pretty consistent, his, uh, whip was, uh, between 112 and 124. I mean, that's pretty good for a starting pitcher, uh, that's throwing up that many innings and, uh, and obviously he has those, uh, you know, really spectacular performances where he has the no hitters, um, 
But then, you know, 2000, you know, 2014, he got hurt. And then 2015 through 17, uh, you, you know, was only able to cobble together 26 starts in those three seasons, um, and 125 innings. His ERA was 639. His whip was a 172. Uh so if you just look at that, you think, oh, my gosh, he's horrible. You know, Homer Bailey is horrible. And, you know, what are we going to do with him? I know there's probably a lot of Reds fans that are just like, you know, get rid of him. You know, he's a waste of time. And, you know, even looking at last year, if you just look at his overall stats, they look horrible. But I've got to tell you, I, I dug through him. And, you know, he's returning from the century. And he started 18 games, nine of them had bad homer show up and nine of them had good homer show up and uh you know bad homer was was horrible he had a 12 uh 76 era and went the reds went 0 and 9 during those bad homer starts but then they went 7 and 2 when good homer showed up and that good homer had a 215 era which is pretty incredible yeah, it's great. It's funny you brought those stats up because I was dissecting it in exactly the same way. Um, I was thinking about last year and looking at the numbers overall, and I thought, man, these don't look all that good. And I remember early in the season, I shouldn't say early in the season, early in his season, um, I, I noticed he. one of the concerns I had was that he wasn't striking out anyone. And that wasn't the old homer mm-hmm. we knew. I mean, he, he, he was a uh, a tough pitcher to face. It seemed like he gave up the long ball a little bit too long, too often. But he would strike out a good amount of people. And at first he was striking out no one. And to your point of breaking down last season and his 18 starts into the first nine starts versus the final nine starts. And let me run these numbers by you. And you kind of touched on them, which are one. In the first nine starts, he was only averaging 2.8 strikeouts per game. But in his final nine starts, he was averaging 4.5 strikeouts per game. That, that's almost a full two more strikeouts per game average, which would help indicate more success. It would help indicate that he was starting to get his rhythm back, his fuel for the ball, and building up strength and velocity. And second, in the first nine starts, his first nine starts of last year, he gave up 42 runs total, which leads to the ERA kind of you were talking about. In his final nine starts, he only gave up 23 runs total. So what these two numbers indicate to me and the numbers you mentioned as well are that he was starting to show a return to form and he was starting to show that he has promise. And with those two things, along with the idea that he's got something to prove, man, you know, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to be injured. I remember watching a clip from uh, the in the winter, they do the. I'm drawing a blank of what it's called the 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 Reds party where it's a whole weekend and the Reds come to town and Reds fest and everybody comes and I remember I think it was like two years ago they do a panel with Reds players and they answer questions from the crowd mostly kids and the kids ask funny questions and good questions and this one kid said I kid stood up he's like I have a question for Homer and Homer's like yeah shoot away and and the kid asks this is not a joke he actually asks he's like when do you expect to get hurt this year. Oh and the, everybody God. laughed, including Homer. And of course, he said, "Why well, I, I don't expect to get hurt this year." And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he did. Um, it, that that's just kind of hung around his neck for the time uh-huh. being until he proves otherwise. But yeah. again, with the way things started to progress toward the end of last year, the success he was having in, in those final nine starts, I think it's a, a springboard 
coming into 2018. And like he definitely is a key to this team's success. This team making a run for the playoffs needs starting pitching. The hitting was good last year, but needs starting pitching. And that runs through a couple of guys, but one of them is definitely Homer Bailey. Yeah, and I I know uh, you know people are going to try to compare what he does uh, versus his contract, and uh, you know I think it's kind of folly to to even go there. The contract's already like it's out there, it's done. You know you can't really worry about that. Um, and people want want Homer to be gone because of they feel like you know they they lost value on him. You know not that any of the fans actually pay these contracts anyways, you know, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, a lot of, uh, the disappointment is around the potential, you know, and that even goes back to when, when he was, uh, you know, the top prospect in the, the system and everything. And it just feels like Homer's never like quite got, he's like shown glimpses with his no hitters, but never quite gotten to where he's, that dominant pitcher that everyone hoped for, you know, I'm sure a lot of people hoped for like, you know, the, the Clayton Kershaw type of uh, dominant starter for Homer. And, you know, he's uh, likely never going to be that guy, but that doesn't mean he can't still be very valuable um, for this team. So um, my, my shining Homer Bailey moment with all the no hitters and the success he had my shining Homer Bailey moment where he lived up to the guy that we all thought he would be, or at least I thought he would be, was in game three of the 2012 playoffs. And I was at that game here in Cincinnati where we had a chance to close out the Giants in a three-game sweep here at home. It was that unusual year where we started on the road for no for no real reason. I'm not sure. I know there was some kind of reason. but and They condensed Homer, the schedule, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Homer took the ball on that third game. And he was amazing. He was lights out and just unhittable. Did exactly what you thought he was going to do in that high-level situation. And it was just totally unfortunate that the Reds' bats went silent, that they had a rough game, and that late in that game, uh, it really came down to an error by Scott Rowland, uh, of all people, who, who never makes errors. Um, so that, that's not criticism of him to me because I love Scott Rowland. But that, that was just a reality of that game. But in that game, that, that was the shining Homer Bailey moment thus far. And I really thought there would be a lot of those. And really, it's just been that moment and then the two no-hitters, which were both great. And so I'm hopeful that this is the year that he returns to form. Like you said, I, I don't, I'm not sure that he could really realistically get back to that potential ace spot but i do think he has the potential to get in and be a a really great number three for us uh moving into this year and at worst if he is our number five and he's healthy and he pitches like he did in those final nine games last year you know we really do have a shot at at surprising some people yeah i mean if if he even just gets back to where you know he's he's eating the innings the, the 200 inning seasons um you know that's uh super helpful for a team whether he's the number three guy, the number five guy, or, or you know, wherever he falls, you know. He, he has value if he's eaten up innings like that. Hopefully, he shows everybody that he's even better than a number three. And if he does mm-hmm. that and our other guys stay healthy, I mean, we, we are playoff bound if that happens. And we score enough runs. This is a hitting team. It's a team that 
for the most part, is actually kind of balanced with getting on base, with hitting for pop, with speed, and, and good all-around defense for the most part. And we have you know young hitters knocking at the door to come up. So it really seems like it's based on pitching, particularly starting pitching. And while there are several guys you can point to, Homer Bailey is one of those key cogs to the 2018 season. So with that, I want to know what you think the best case scenario is and the worst case scenario is for 2018 Homer Bailey. Okay, so uh, the best case scenario for Homer, I think, is that he, uh, you know, proves the world wrong and surprises everyone. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, Cy Young level season, but that he has uh, a season where, uh, you know, comparable to uh, 2012, 2013, when he's doing the 200 plus innings, maybe his ERA dips below three, and uh, you know maybe he gets another no hitter during the season, and uh, you know, but more importantly than that, just finds that consistency and is a good homer a whole lot more often in 2018. Um, as far as worst case, um, you know, I know. Like, I don't want to talk about injuries being a worst case, but I think with Homer, there's an exception that can be made just because of the injury uh, history. Uh, you know, that goes down as the worst case is that uh, something new pops up. And, um, you know, or, you know, maybe we just take the injury part out and just say that the worst case is that he continues to be inconsistent like he was last season and, um, you know, just can't just can't piece together like, you know, 10 straight games of, of good pitching. Maybe it's, you know, the, the future Homer is, uh, uh, you know, five good ones, three horrible ones. And, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, I, I think he's definitely got potential uh, to get to that best case scenario. Yeah. What if, what a future Homer is present Homer like that, that, that inconsistency is tough. Um, I think you hit on a lot of good points. I, I admit I'm a bit bullish on Homer, and uh, while I don't think he'll meet, match his career best uh, ERA, which was 3.49, and uh, 199 strikeouts that he had in 2013, I do think he has a shot to be the leader of this pitching staff. I think that's a, a potential best case scenario and match or surpass his 2012 high market wins with 13. So for best case scenario, I'm giving Homer 14 wins, about a 380 ERA, and 160 strikeouts, um, which falls in line with that. It's just above the 4.5 strikeouts per game. So if he continues on that path to get a little stronger and can average up around five, like I think that's where he hits in a full season if he stays healthy. Which sucks that you have to say if he stays healthy at the end of Homer <laughs> Bailey. Um, the worst case scenario for me and Homer is, uh, his strikeouts and velocity drop off again. Uh, he pitches poorly and very inconsistently all year until either the season ends because he makes so much money and has too much veteran presence to get benched by Brian Price. Um, or they make up some kind of injury to get him out of there, you know, where they have a strained neck or something where they kind of... You know, whether he could certainly have a real injury, but I know at times when people are really struggling, they will 
you know, I don't want to say invent injuries, but I'm going to say invent injuries just to kind of <laughs> yeah. for pride reasons to get them out of there without having to, to bench them in front of everyone. So I kind of think that that's the worst case scenario for Homer. But again, I'm bullish on him. I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I, I think he's rebounding. I, I think he has a lot to prove with, uh, I, I'm not sure. I think he has two years left on the deal. Um, yeah, two years. And he's still only 31. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still young. He's still young, so he has another contract to pitch for. And if he has two amazing years uh, at age 34, I think he can get, you know, potentially because of the injury risk, not something major, but you know, a three, four year deal uh, with significant pay. But that only happens if he can prove he's healthy and prove he has a great year. And so I'm happy to have him in a Reds uniform to do that. I, I'm not like everybody else where it was like cut ties or trade because I don't like trading people at their lowest value. Like that doesn't make uh -huh. sense. And injury is yeah. a bit different than just being terrible. You know, I don't cut a guy for just being, you know, for being injured. You can't cut them for being terrible, but with the injury, you just don't know if they're fully healthy, what they can provide for you. And I think Homer's going to really shine through this year and, and, and be the Homer of old. So anyway, Thanks to everybody for listening today. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you like the episode, please rate us on iTunes and be sure to stay tuned for more of the Bleeding Sixty Red podcast, Best Case, Worst Case Scenario Spring Training Edition, where we focus on different players on the Reds roster throughout 2018. And a special thanks to our all-time favorite Red, Barry Larkin, for listening. I'm sure he's tuned in somewhere. Go Reds! Oh, <laughs> oh,